Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 2 Samuel chapter 2 from the World English Bible. After this, David inquired of Yahweh, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? Yahweh said to him, Go up. David said, Where shall I go up? He said, To Hebron. So David went up there with his two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. David brought up his men who were with him, every man with his household. They lived in the cities of Hebron. The men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. They told David, The men of Jabesh-Gilead were those who buried Saul. David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, Blessed are you by Yahweh that you have shown this kindness to your Lord, even to Saul, and have buried him. Now may Yahweh show loving kindness and truth to you. I also will reward you for this kindness, because you have done this thing. Now therefore let your hands be strong and be valiant, for Saul your Lord is dead, and also the house of Judah have anointed me king over them. Now Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's army, had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahinaim, and he made him king over Gilead, and over the Asherites, and over Jezreel, and over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahinaim to Gibeon. Joab, the son of Zariah, and David's servants went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon, and they sat down, the one on the one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. Abner said to Joab, Please let the young men arise and play before us. Joab said, Let them arise. Then they arose and went over by number, twelve for Benjamin and for Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and twelve of David's servants. They each caught his opponent by the head and thrust his sword in his fellow's side, so they fell down together. Therefore the place in Gibeon was called Helkath Hazarim. The battle was very severe that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before David's servants. The three sons of Zuriah were there, Joab and Abishai and Asahel, and Asahel was as light a foot as a wild gazelle. Asahel pursued Abner, and in going he didn't turn to the right hand or to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Is that you, Asahel? He answered, It is. Abner said to him, Turn away to your right hand or to your left, and grab one of the young men, and take his armor. But Asahel would not turn away from following him. Abner said again to Asahel, Turn away from following me. 
Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I look Joab, your brother, in the face? However, he refused to turn away. Therefore Abner, with the back end of the spear, struck him in the body, so that the spear came out behind him, and he fell down there and died in the same place. As many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died, stood still. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. The sun went down when they had come to the hill of Amma that lies before Gia, by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. The children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner and became one band, and stood on the top of a hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Don't you know that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long will it be then before you ask the people to return from following their brothers? Joab said, As God lives, if you had not spoken, surely then in the morning the people would have gone away, and not each followed his brother. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the people stood still and pursued Israel no more, and they fought no more. Abner and his men went all that night through the Arabah, and they passed over the Jordan and went through all Bithron and came to Mahinaim. Joab returned from following Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, nineteen of David's men and Asahel were missing. But David's servants had struck Benjamin and of Abner's men, so that three hundred sixty men died. They took up Asahel and buried him in the tomb of his father, which is in Bethlehem. Joab and his men went all night, and the day broke on them at Hebron. That is the end of chapter 2. There is so much detail, so many names of places and people in the telling of these events, because they are real people in real places. I think that's partly why that's there. This is an account of both Israel and the line of Christ, but it also shows that there's nothing new under the sun. Israel is one nation among many that are already on the earth, and they have been given blessing and clear direction from Yahweh, and yet they still have so much fighting, fighting that originates from their own desires and search for domination of each other. And this infighting is not God's idea. It is just the usual political struggles. David is absent from much of the events in this chapter. He reaches out in a kingly, diplomatic way to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, but he seems to be giving too much free reign to Joab instead of making his actions and choices as a king clear, and that will come up again later. So who specifically was Joab and his brothers, uh, Abishai and Asahel? Well, if you look at 1 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 16, it says that Zariah was one of David's sisters. So Joab was David's nephew. Now his age or their related ages are not given, but we will find out in 2 Samuel chapter 5 that David is 30 when he becomes king. So Zariah was probably an older sister, and it's likely that Joab was at least not much younger, if he was younger, to be a captain of the army and such. So David's apparent lack of guidance and oversight of Joab here is an early indication that David will not have a good record of dealing well or appropriately with family members, including his own sons. As for Abner and Joab's encounter at this pool, first of all, in verse 16, when it gives the name of it as Helkath Hazarim, after the battle, that means field of daggers. 
according to the note at the bottom of the page in my Bible. But we get a picture of Abner and Joab here doing what people in power have done throughout all of history, which is sacrificing young men for the thrill of battle. And then after that, a full-on battle goes on, apparently. And it doesn't stop until Abner, because he is being beaten, talks Joab down, so to speak, from the heat and the bloodlust of the battle. And Joab indicates that if Abner hadn't done this, that the slaughter would have continued until the morning. But sadly, this exchange strongly suggests that they could have worked things out sooner if they had communicated and hadn't been so bloodthirsty. But for the sake of clarity, God does order some battles, but not all battles in the Bible or in life are battles that he has ordered. Men do still, often and frequently, fight and kill for their own proud, selfish selfish reasons. Yahweh is clearly described as mighty and as fighting against wickedness and injustice. And men, people, humans, being created in God's image, have this same ability to fight against this, but sin has caused a perversion of it, like sin causes the perversion of so many good traits and attributes and gifts of God's and turns it into something destructive and horrible. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 